Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Now that Thanks. I, uh, yeah, you're getting like frequent with those, Josh. Um, it's I'm almost done with my monster and then it'll stop. Uh huh. So, um, so I've been listening to podcasts while I'm at work. And uh, who are you? The people should know. Oh, hi. I'm I was still like doing like our intro. Oh, yeah, we we discussions. Th- that's our quote unquote cold open. Yeah, okay. they can't be a cold open anymore because <laughs> we all know when the button gets pressed. <laughs> yeah. True. We have to coordinate now and shit. <laughs> so welcome, everybody, to Two Towns Over. I am Father Donathan. Um, You know. I'm here. Motherfucker, you're sitting there yelling at me and you're not prepared. <laughs> I'm never prepared, Don. That's the whole point. <laughs> I'm Josh, also known as Worse Blake Henderson. Who? Worse Blake? Who? Blake Henderson, uh, Blake from Workaholics. What? I don't know Workaholics. The one, with, the one with the curly hair and the mustache. I don't know Workaholics. I don't you know the guy. Uh, is it the guy from my seven that seventy show? The no, the the, no, the one that turned Masterson. out to be the worst. No, 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 no. no. No, Blake Henderson is lovable. Okay. It's it's this fucking guy. Oh, that guy. The guy yeah. that looks like uh, <laughs> Guthrie. Whatever the fucking... What is that guy's name? Guthrie this this one, Don. Oh, I, hold on. I shut it. Hold tight. Somehow his camera being turned off excludes him from the camera part. Okay. Oh, it's because he doesn't have Discord open. Yeah, I do know. There it is. I see it. Okay. Super. Oh, yep. Okay. No, I turned... Oh, yeah. Well, so anyway... Um, <laughs> no, I turned Discord I'm... off, or the video off, because I had to read the article from my phone, because I couldn't bring it up on my laptop. Ah. I didn't want you guys staring at my five head. But... Um, but... If you've got a five head, I've got like a 12 head, dude. <laughs> you've got a 360 360 head. degrees. Yeah. But no, I've been... Um, I've been kind of plowing through because, like I said, once I realize that nobody cares that I have an earpiece in, I'll turn on like a podcast that's like two, two and a half hours, and that eats the time away. It goes by so much faster. It fast. really does. That's, yep. yep. I would die at work if I didn't have YouTube and podcasts. Although, Can you imagine the type of people who just don't need it? <laughs> I know. I can't. I literally I cannot would. imagine those people. I don't understand deeply. Like I do if your job is engaging the whole time. Yeah. Like if you need that part of your brain always, like I get it, but like man, most jobs just don't need you to be on it for a full 8 hours. They just right. don't <clears throat> No, literally I wheel stuff out to the floor and put it out on the shelf. 
And occasionally someone will ask, what is this? Where does, you know, do you have this? Other than that, I don't interact with people. Although I will say the Muzak system there is a hell of a lot better. And uh, they play like fucking Linkin Park was playing the other day. and Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah was, because it's, it's that's, not the South. They don't play country in every store. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We have to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... I'm not even like a huge <laughs> fan of Lincoln Park or nothing, but we gotta get out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Woo. So, anyways, so a little bit of housekeeping up top. We had a little team meeting the other day, and um, nothing really is going to change as far as the show goes. However, um, we are going to be well, dropping. Talk, the, talk about our intern. Well, or, yeah, I'll talk about oh, the intern oh, we're too. Gonna... But um, I'm uh, more talking about the fact that we will no longer be called Two Towns Over an Urban Legends podcast. We are just going to drop the Urban Legends podcast and we're going to become Two Towns Over. So, um, but... I'm going to miss it. Essentially... Uh, me, me too, but I've been making this joke for months that mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not an Urban Legends podcast anymore. I want... It's the... It's the clappiness of it. Yeah, I like having I the the subtitle. <clears throat> I wish too. we could have come up with a good one. We did. Uh, maybe we, we still can. History it's not podcast? too late. Dark history is fun, but like, <laughs> I was, was going to say, based well, on the way that I'm going to be taking my scripts, that's not necessarily <laughs> kosher. <laughs> that was one of the podcasts I listened to last night was about Emmett Till, and holy shit. That was. when Ruben writes an episode, then it's two towns over a Black History podcast. Uh, dead ass, like uh, for real, like because I, I mean, because as Don is saying, we're doing some housekeeping changes, uh-huh. and one of those things is me and Josh are going to be writing a lot more scripts. Yep, and I don't know shit about shit when it comes to horror. All of my horror knowledge and urban legend knowledge and all that comes from this podcast. That's the point. So. I do what I do know about and do know how to research well is fucking black history. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Unfortunately like, for me, it wound up being serial killers. I don't. The principle atrocities. should be the same, but they're not somehow. Like I'm, I'm about I'm about to do Ant Hill Kids and that shit. Maybe to fucked. ease us in, I'll do like the his, history's first black serial killer or something. Ooh. Like That could be fun, right? That would be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so. Then we got to talk about Black Wall Street. Yeah. 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 We, also, we also now have an, an intern uh, research assistant to assist us a little more, take some of the load off my back. So, shout out to uh, our first official employee, Leanne, um, who's going to be helping us out as well. So, um, y'all, I'm going to have to get more active in the Discord, huh? Yeah. Everybody's gonna. We might have I, to put our faces on the internet. I fucking asked a question of the Discord like four days ago, and nobody has responded. Really? Yeah. I believe it. It's the holidays. It holidays was the are holidays. Over. Don't don't give me that shit. Holidays are over. It's been a week since it the last was. holiday. So, anyways, so yeah, so we're it, pretty much. As far as the show goes, nothing's going to change except I'm not going to try to pretend that we're still an Urban Legends podcast anymore. Um, now, having I will. S- having said that, today's episode is an Urban Legend. 
<laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew Fuck it. Fuck yes. Um, <clears throat> it's one I've been wanting to do for a while, and it's it's kind of an easygoing, light, I say light, uh, episode. It's supernatural, so Ruben and Josh will get unrighteously pissed about things that really doesn't affect them in life, and everyone you know will what? be happy. What? You know what, Don? What? What? You're probably right. You know what? Yeah, li- 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 listen, listen, listen here. You know bit. what? Listen here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping, though. I just, something interesting. I read, um, I was watching a lot of um, Super Carlin Brothers videos uh, this past couple of weeks, um, and they did one about the Dyatlov Pass incident. And it turns out that some of the researchers that we were talking about, the how they came to the conclusion of like the mini avalanche happening kind of thing, uh-huh. was through the the rendering technology that the fro- like Pixar Disney created for the snow in Frozen. So they got to use that as like simulation technology to kind of figure it out. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So we just didn't mention it in the episode because I guess we didn't find that particular piece of information. But yep. no, I didn't. But so. No, I, it was. But I recognized some of the names that they said of the researchers. So it was fun. Anyway. So uh, what we're going to be discussing today is actually. I say recent or a newer. It's about as old as Ruben and Josh. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Black Eyed Kids today. The what? The black-eyed kids or black-eyed children. You've never yeah, heard those before? are the ones that live in the corn, right? <laughs> oh, I know. I thought that was Fergie, Will I Am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are going to tell the history of the black-eyed peas today. I told you, we're no oh, longer the same Oh, fuck yeah. The, the, a, a black-eyed peas history podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will I Am was born, believe it or not, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and so. this would all lead to the fateful meeting between Fergie and <laughs> Will I Am. And the other two people that nobody fucking knows their names. <laughs> Fuck them. Apple D app and the Asian guy. <laughs> Asian guy. I know his name. name. I just can't. No, that is his legal name. So, First name the second name Asian last name guy. No, <laughs> so, taboo, taboo. This was a I knew it was a T. I just couldn't remember. This was the uh, a direct quote from the original story of the Black Eyed Children. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black, no pupil, no iris. Now these remarks were made by an American journalist named Brian Bethel. Bethel wrote a statement on an internet message board on January 16, 1998, claiming to have seen two eerie children with solid black eyes. Numerous people have since reported seeing identical kids, but Bethel's story is still the most well-known. He wrote about the event for Reporter News, um, stating, It was a warm summer's evening in 1996. Bethel was in his car writing a check for his internet service. Bethel reports, there was a knock on my driver's wow. side door. 
too little uh, that another took time. Me fucking another bad, bro. time. Ninety six is when my sister was born. Yep. It's when I was born. That I remember nineteen ninety six. It's where I always feel like Jesse's older than me than she is. It's because we're black. Yeah. It's it's actually I'm gonna even go further. It's because we're mixed and you mm. have to learn how to navigate a certain way. And she's so much more fucking and, we, and than one you of were, those Josh. ways is tricking people into. Thinking, oh, I I know she is. Yes, she what now? So much more mature than I am. <laughs> oh no, the fuck she's not. It's it's <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, she's right about where we are. Not gonna lie. Uh, so yeah, but she carries herself like she's more mature yeah, than I am. But that's what I'm <laughs> that's saying. That's the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the way I am at work, or when I'm not literally here. <laughs> it's it's also my. Maturing got stunted by living in a trap house for five years. So uh, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. You, you know, know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit'll that shit'll slow you down. That's that was a that was a several year mental pause. Listen, I heard. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm 31 now officially, and I heard a fart joke today that made me cry laughing. So, oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anybody's really getting there. Like we are a generation of Toys R Us kids. We will not grow up. Oh, buddy, I refuse. I don't wanna. I turned, I've done it. I did that. I turned 49 in two days. I will still break up at a fart joke. Bro, it's so there's listen. They're funny. A well-timed fart joke is the best comedy. Yo, it's the best. Uh, last bit of this tangent. One of the greatest movies I have ever seen in my life yeah. is Swiss Army Man. I, we got to watch that. You and it me. is a 90-minute long fart joke. Yeah, it's, guys will see this. And I think, cried. Oh, yeah, bro. I cried. It's, so, like, it's such a fucking good movie. You know what it reminds me of? I, I haven't seen it, but every time you talk about it, it reminds me of... Um, uh, the Bo Burnham chicken song where she crosses the road. <laughs> yeah. That song makes me cry uh, two out of three times. I am, like, uh, I am <laughs> underselling the shit out of that movie, by the way. It is phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's so fucking good. We ha- You have to watch. I got to watch it with you at some point. I, I will buy it. Okay. Anyway. So, go on, Don. <laughs> Bethel reports there was a knock on my driver's side window. Two little boys wearing hooded pullovers and ranging in age from 9 to 12 were standing outside. I slightly cracked my window in expectation of hearing a sales pitch, but instead I was struck with an inexplicable, paralyzing panic, and I was clueless as to why. Bethel was asked uh, by one of the boys for a ride. They had left their money at their mother's place, but they still wanted to see a movie. The movie, by the way, in the story, the original, the OG Mortal Kombat. Oh, I fucked with Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) The kids try to reassure. (laughs) You know what? I'm so sorry. My my favorite use of the Mortal Kombat song is in OG YouTube. Niga Higa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God, I missed. Wow. Yeah, dude. What a deep cut. Yeah, dude. It, it was in a How to Be Ninja, I believe. 
Wow. <laughs> now that that we will sit down and watch tonight. Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so the kid tried to reassure Bethel as he thought about it, saying it wouldn't take much time. There were only two small children and they lacked any kind of weapons. The reporter averted his gaze momentarily. He thought the thoughts he said exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror as his eyes refocused on the kids. That's when he noticed the eyes, which was the first quote we said. The two boys' coal sure. black eyes were fixed on me, the kind of eyes one sees on late-night television these days, either on bargain-basement vampires or aliens, <laughs> like two vast expanses of starless blackness, soulless orbs. Why is That's this a noir too story? Many descriptors. <laughs> why is this? Why does this feel like a noir? We, uh, one of the youngsters pounded on the glass and said, "We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay." Please let it's us not. inside. It ain't. Don't come in. It's not okay. Are you vampires? It's not okay. <laughs> and then Bethel said he drove away. Now, not just Bethel has a terrifying story about youngsters with black eyes. Such tales abound on the internet, and you can go, and I could have filled this entire episode just reading stories about the black-eyed children. You can go read them yourself. <laughs> We're no longer that kind of podcast. Every time you say black-eyed children, I, I want to sing... I don't even remember the name of the song. I got a feeling. No, <laughs> no, it it's a deeper cut than that. It's the, it's the one that's in Tagalog. Oh, it starts out like la pit manga guy piga, yeah. and I'm like, but I I don't know what it's called, so I can't make a joke about it. Anyway, go ahead. A gentle tap on the front Bebo. door. Nope, that's not it either. A gentle tap on the front door startled Reddit user Sarah Beth Eleven, who was by herself in her family room. Outside her door were two small children: a boy, approximately nine years old, and a girl who appeared to be about eleven. Very politely, the girl said, Ma'am, could we come inside and use your phone to call our mom? Sarah recalls that as the girl was speaking, I had a sinking feeling that something wasn't right. The girl spoke, I got a feeling. <laughs> the girl spoke for a little while before making her way to the door. Sarah uh, replied, It was then that I got my first decent glimpse at her as she moved into the light coming from inside the house. All I saw was her jet black solid eyes. Sarah claims terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life took the place that the, of that motherly instinct. Every hair on my arm, on my arms and nape of my neck felt like it was standing alert. I shut the door so that my face was the only thing visible. And, okay. The young girl halted and begged once again, saying, please, ma'am, we're so terrified and alone out here. We have to enter the house. Please help. They're nah. trying too hard. Too hard. They're trying yep. too hard. They could have gotten in there if they just, you know, played it a little more subtly. And then the two. Oh, it's the APL song. The what? The Apple song, APL. Ah. And then the it's uh, just a, a quick little friendly <clears throat> piece of advice for all interdimensional uh, black-eyed <laughs> children out there who are trying to trick their way into homes. This also works for vampires. Yeah, it's. Google social engineering. Yeah. Because you can get answers that you want out of somebody with not that much effort. It just takes a little bit of uh, like roundabout You'd conversation. Call it maybe finesse, maybe. Finesse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Invest in the charisma stat and it'll get you it's, places. You have to do your research on Rizonomics. <laughs> Are you I think Josh is trying to kill trying me to today. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I think Josh is trying to kill me today. I I might die. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Risonomics. So then the two children started to wail and whine as if on cue. Appropriately dubbed No Sleep 2012, a different Reddit member also reports seeing black-eyed kids in her home. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless, she claims. With her head cocked to one side, I was unable to see her eyes. We have to use your phone, she stated. I was terrified and stood motionless. My dog Lucy continued to cower at my ankles as I slowly and discreetly retreated from the entrance. Hey, okay. whoa. Okay, yeah, all right. It got too bad. Now. Yeah, your voice has been glitching out for like the yeah. last paragraph, but it was still yeah. where we could hear it. And then you it's the tail end of that last sentence. You became mobile suit Donathan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, it sounds like it's better now. Yeah. Um, she had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. With her head cocked to one side, I was unable to see her eyes. We have to use your phone, she stated. I was terrified and stood motionless. My dog Lucy... There is no such thing as an accentless voice. Then you have not listened to AI audio. Uh, it's There is inherently no such thing as an accentless voice. Yeah, because the fact that you can point out that it's AI audio means that there's an AI fucking accent. AI has its own accent. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What she means is, it sounded like my voice. Uh-huh. Um, my dog Lucy continued to cower at my ankles as I slowly and discreetly retreated from the entrance. She had grown distant and even unfriendly. You won't suffer any harm from us. We would have broken in if that was what we wanted to do. I'll ask once more, could we borrow your phone when we come in, said the girl. Lucy growled at the door and I retreated a little, but I felt like a force was gradually drawing me in the other direction. The need to go back... See, that's what Josh is talking about. Yes, that was the, that was exactly the social engineering that I'm talking about. Can I about. use the phone when, when I, I come, come in? in. Because You're now assuming. A, sim a simple yes or no does not suffice as denial of entry. So uh, this black-eyed kid knew what it was doing. Yeah, because you, you have to answer that question. No, you may not come in. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> you, you now need to specify you can't come in. No, you can't use the phone. Yeah, this black Or just don't engage with it anymore. This yeah, close child. the door, call the cops. This black-eyed child or the vampire hunters. Tony Robbins seminar. <laughs> it, 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 it was a TEDx through. talk. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking uh, Jordan Belfort's uh, art of sales or whatever. It was yeah, it was fucking Van Helsing's TEDx Montreal talk. So yeah, the need to go back and invite them in was more of a subconscious desire than a physical attraction. The redditor, the Reddit user, claims that she stayed up late that night and hasn't slept soundly ever that ever since then. Now, witness accounts of the black-eyed children's appearances have varied since they first appeared in 1996, but when combined, these accounts paint a picture of a strange and multicultural group. The kids do, however, share a few characteristics. Typically, the kids have light-colored hair and are quite pale. They often dress in contemporary attire, 
while some witnesses have mentioned seeing them dressed in traditional or, quote, Mennonite attire. To hide their eyes, they can have... Mennonite attire? Come on. One of my favorite things about stories like this is, like, it happens in uh, paranormal animes a lot. Like uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, mm. So you, you know how in Jujutsu, um, uh, curses are manifested of humans' fear. Yeah. And so it gets said in season one by uh, the, the curse with the stitches all over him that touches people to turn them into yeah. curses or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is showing the, the younger kid a book where it's got like this long list of all these different Japanese urban legends. He talks about how the Jujutsu organization has them all classified as potential special grades because if they ever manifest, they'll be really, really strong because they're so commonly believed in and feared. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. They also do it in uh, Mob Psycho. One of the mm-hmm. OVAs, the exact same thing happens with uh, an old uh, Japanese horror story called The Dragger or something like that. Yeah. Where she like drags a long chain of uh, baby heads or, or human heads shit. or something behind her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's like a really commonly feared thing by children as a, a campfire story. It's one of the many Japanese equivalents of exactly. the Boogeyman. Or it's basically the whole concept of Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I was going to say Chainsaw Man. With the devils. It literally is the devils from Chainsaw Man. Where the biggest, most scariest devil in all the world is the one that started in America, the gun devil. Because people are scared of guns. Yeah. Because they feed off of the fear. You know who's the most scared of guns? Gun nuts. Yes, the kind you're thinking of. Yeah. They're the most scared of guns. I'm not going to explain my reasoning because it's I don't, pretty I obvious. I don't think that you need to. Yeah. It's like, who's the most scared of a sword? A swordsman. Um, but yeah, to hide their eyes, they could have long bangs or wear sunglasses. Typically, the kids go in pairs, which gives them twice as much power to scare their targets. They range in age from 6 to 16 and can be either male or female. In most cases, one of the children in the pair is older by a few years. Now, naturally, their eyes are what give them their terrifying image. Their eyes could fool you into thinking that they're just regular kids. That error becomes untenable when you see the their eyes. I fucked up. Their looks could fool you into thinking that they're just regular kids. That error becomes untenable when you see their eyes. Solid black with no discernible pupil, iris, or whites. Some witnesses have described their eyes as gleaming black bulbs, while others have said that they resemble ragged holes. Every living thing, from devoted house cat to military troops, reacts to the black-eyed children with the same fear. Now, the kids definitely exude fear and anxiety, but it's less obvious what kind of person they really are. Do they generally evoke emotions as... Um. They sound, the way that you just described them, they sound like sort of mannequin manifestations of the twins from The from the Shining. 
I think that's kind of where kinda yeah yeah but um but just for the record the twins are not in the original story Kubrick added them but anywho oh, so I did not know that yeah didn't know that if you've ever read The Shining it is nothing I, like you know, the book or the movie sure haven't it's one of Stephen King's best but anyways good spooky story didn't Stephen King not like the movie? He hated it. Ah, uh, I thought so. Because the whole idea behind the book was the the father was a recovering alcoholic that had issues, and the hotel made him go crazy again. Whereas in the movie, Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson, and is basically crazy for the whole movie. So there was no right. character mm-hmm. arc. Plus, Kubrick was wildly abusive to um, Shelley Duvall. What was her name? Shelley yeah. Duvall. Yeah. He like actually mentally broke that woman yeah, forever. I'm sure, her hair was falling out and shit. Yes. But yeah, to the point where like almost she hasn't been seen in public, like that type of shit. Uh, she. <laughs> Unfortunately, she did an interview with Doctor Phil. Where he was trying to urge her to get help. Now, Josh, and it, she, I don't fuck, appreciate, I don't appreciate the way so hard. <laughs> I will shit on Doctor Phil's bald ass head. I fucking hate hey, him hey, so hey, much. Listen. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's a bald ass head. <laughs> All right, it's. I just, All right, I just want to I just that. think Doctor Phil would look much, much better with a fat lump of my shit on his head. I, I fucking hate I'm him. imagining Doctor Phil with like an anime style gold poop on his head, <laughs> <laughs> like coiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, she went on Dr. Phil, and Dr. Phil said, you need to get some help. Yeah, and she's just, she never recovered. Yeah, it's, it's a and real I, I'm sad I'm sure story. that there was more to it than just that Yeah, because I know movie, in like the, but, the early to mid-80s, she had a TV show called Fairytale Theater or something like that, and she did some know. acting, so it wasn't like that was her last acting gig. No, no, but that that really hurt. Yeah, like in the realest sense of the word, that hurt her as a person. Yeah, and then uh, you know you can hear like uh, behind the scenes interviews with like her where Kubrick is always right behind. Excuse me, right behind her, like basically def- defending the treatment, and she also defends it because. You know, that's what you do when you're in an abuse situation. Yep. It's fucking horrific. Fuck and Stanley People who, are, are, who would argue like, oh, you should, he wouldn't have got that performance out of it. Yeah, he could have. Yes. Yes, he could have. He fully could have. That's their job. He literally told other people on set not to be nice to her. Yeah. As if, as if Shelly Duvall... A woman in America, or fucking for that matter, on the fucking planet, couldn't conjure fear of an axe-murdering husband. Right. Come on, man. It's I could, I could get so deep into it, but I'm going to stop myself right like, now. Like, they're literally professional actors. It is their job to emote, 
how the director is asking them to emote. Yeah. The the one thing that you can add some merit to in it is like uh, running scenes until the actor is more or less physically exhausted. That's a technique, not an abuse. Yes. Because at the end of the day, they can still go, all right, fuck it, and walk away. Right. Well, and that should be like the last scene of the day that you film. Like for, for right. what, what I'm referring to is the, the one with the bat where she's swinging the bat yeah, at him saying, on the stairs. The yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's climbing up these stairs, swinging this bat with force over and over and over again. And he made her film that scene like... 50 times or something fucking ridiculous it was it was a lot of times that that he made her redo that to the point where what you finally see in the movie with her swinging the bat is her actually exhausted and crying which is the wrong way to do that yeah yes well, I was because there should be like a clear, we're going to film this until you're actually tired. So you really look tired when you're filming that. And then her go, no, I don't want to do that. Or yeah, that sounds like a great way to get a genuine. Well, I was kind of coming at it from the angle of like, yeah, there's definitely a non-abusive way to do that where there are certain directors that actors talk about fondly where they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so just, we just do it until it is right. Right. And, like, sometimes that takes three takes, sometimes it takes a hundred takes, or yeah. whatever it takes. So, to me, that, if everybody on set is like, oh, that's how this director works, we're just gonna do that, then, and everybody is, like, aware of the process, that's fine. But if you're literally bullying somebody, harassing and abusing somebody until they have a fucking mental breakdown every time the cameras come on. That's fucked. Yeah. And while we're here, while we're in this in this vicinity, fuck Roman Polanski, he's a rapist, and fuck Tarantino for defending him. This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features that Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash unlimited. All right, there you go. <sighs> So, yeah, it's less yeah. obvious what yeah. kind of person they really are. Yeah. Do they generally evoke emotions as hateful as they seem? Now, it's unclear precisely what the child's goals are, as very few witnesses have ever reported actually allowing the children inside their homes. They could be innocent or evil. Usually, the older young... Has anybody let them in? I haven't found a story of anybody who has. Okay. All right. That doesn't mean there's not one out there, but... Uh, the uh, older yeah. young- if there is, then uh, they're lying. <laughs> so the older <laughs> youngster and the pair will approach strangers with no hesitation and will not give up on getting inside. The younger child will be quiet and reserved in the interim. Some witnesses claim that they they were overcome with a tremendous desire to shield or assist the younger child. Now the kids are normally courteous, except when they insist on getting inside. When they speak with you, this. This is a goddamn anime pair 
This is an anime pair. This is a D&D group. <laughs> the, the older child is the face, and the younger child is casting friends on you, or like charm person or some shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, when they address you, they use phrases like please, sir, ma'am. And when they turn down, they typically walk away amicably. Now, once more, the black eyed children's entire powers are kept a secret because they are rarely able to enter a residence. If they could just get past their initial goal, which is to enter a house, nobody knows what destruction they would cause. They would drink your blood. Now, nevertheless, there have been enough odd occurrences around these kids, according to witnesses, to imply that they possess extraordinary abilities. First, it's likely that they possess telepathic or psychic powers of some kind. The children were reported screaming... Okay, mobile suit dawn. Oh. It was just one sentence. Okay. First, it's likely they possess telepathic or psychic powers of some kind. The children were reported screaming out to adults because they were vi- before they were visible and staring at each other as if they were communicating silently, according to witnesses. Additionally, they have followed certain people from town to town, even when they move covertly, changed their phone number, assumed a false identity, etc. So people have actually gone into witness relocation, apparently, because of dark black-eyed kids. Um, Uh They are renowned for their talent in manipulating emotions, invoking such intense terror, panic, and dread that onlookers quake or sweat and animals flee. They can also exert a... Yeah, it's fate presence. Okay, there you go. Uh, They can also exert a hypnotic draw on their victims simultaneously, convincing them to open the door and let the kids inside. But nobody's ever let them inside, so that flies in the face of literally. Oh, exactly. Secondly, see, it, look, I don't, I don't even have to do it. You, well, you got me covered. They're just level one, so like it's they have a very low saving throw. Right. Yeah. If they could get in, they could kill you and get the XP to level up to level two, <laughs> but they can't get in. See, I can't do it like you, Josh, because I don't have the indignant rage that you do when it comes to stories like this. Yeah, I I think I I'm all out of angst. Then you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my brand. <laughs> Secondly, it appears that the kids are surrounded by an ele- electric or radioactive field. When the children appear, they're super saiyans. <laughs> when the children appear, flickering lights and power disruptions are frequent occurrences, according to one witness who who let the kids inside, although nobody's ever let the kids inside. She later developed nosebleeds and received a diagnosis. I've I've truly, I've passed the torch. (laughs) I'm for real. I was like, we've trained him well. We didn't even have to say it. Like she later, ain't nobody, we couldn't find a single story of somebody get left inside. letting them inside. And then the next fucking paragraph is according to one witness who let them inside. (laughs) So, yeah, according to one witness who let the kids inside, she later developed nosebleeds and received a diagnosis of advanced skin cancer, both of which are consistent with radiation exposure. I don't think uh, it's like the fucking Dybbuk box. Like, how did uh, both of which radiation exposure? No, the Dybbuk box. The ch- Dybbuk box was supposedly an evil spirit. No, no, no. That no, was, he got sidetracked. Yeah, it's I. It buffered for a second, and you said <laughs> radiation exposure. Well, yeah, because when I was saying they were Super Saiyans, he was describing that they were glowing with sort uh, of an eth- ethereal light. Okay, 
Right. So they're from Fukushima. They could sure. be from the Bikini Atoll. They could be from the Bikini Atoll. Or Chernobyl. Um, they could also be from Chernobyl. Yep. Three exactly. Mile Island. Because the original... Yeah, the, well, we the fucked up the world, story, is what we're saying. The very first story, the Bethel or whatever his name was at the beginning, that was in Texas. So the Black Eyed Kids originated in Texas. The story did. So, Which one's in Texas? The original... Is there a famous one in Texas? Uh, a famous nuclear power plant? No. No. no Texas okay. is all oil, baby. They don't know. They don't do ah, that. They don't where's do the Three Mile that. Island? I mean, that's in, uh, like, in New York. Is that not New York? Yeah, it's New York. But yeah, Texas, thought, it's yeah. all oil, baby. We don't do that commie-ass nuclear power shit. But Texas is actually way more blue than you would think. Yeah, yeah especially around uh, Dallas and, well, no, not. Yeah, yeah, or no, Houston. 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 I'm thinking Houston, Houston, and Austin. Um, Austin. And there's another. It's like a smaller town, but they have like a really fucking. I mean, it's not a small town, but they have like a really thriving alternative scene. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. Ask. I'm friends with a few people on Facebook yeah. from there. One is actually a Carly. She's from Texas. So. Yeah, it's not the place I'm thinking of, though. But she might know. She would immediately know yeah. if I described it. So the kids might not be... It, as... it, it's like Portland, but she's, Texas. She's listening to this right now, and when she listens to it, she's going to text me with the name of the town that I'm thinking of. <laughs> thank you, Carly. Thank you. <laughs> so Yeah, thank you for that. So the kids may not be as verbal as they could be. According to several witnesses... They were only able to utter one or two sentences, such as our parents are coming ah. soon or we need to use your telephone. Additionally, they may be confined to using antiquated terminology such as telegraph instead of phone, and they may occasionally make absurd requests such as ketchup for an apple. The kids seem responsive. You're not going to gloss on aliens. They're aliens. Oh, 100%. They're well, aliens. Yeah. Also, Carly, please just text him the name of the city. Do she, not. She already did. Really? What are you talking about? I promise you, by the time we got to this part of the episode, when she's listening to it, she has Fuck. already texted it to me. <laughs> if Okay, but if you haven't yet, Carly, or if you needed a second to like, get to your <laughs> phone or some shit, don't. Don't text him any other additional information. Just the name of the city as ambiguously as you possibly can so that we have to go on like a journey together to figure it out. <laughs> I want that. I want you, you can give me that. Thank you. But uh, the kids seem. Oh, so they're aliens. They're fucking aliens or skinwalkers. Maybe I'm not sure. That is one of the I, they're definitely that aliens. They're either aliens. De- they're either aliens, oh, skinwalkers or uh, no uh, transdimensional creatures. Would they be considered cryptids? Uh, What? That's all I heard. Considered cryptids. I said, would they be considered? That's what came through on our side. Would they be considered cryptids? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, uh, by definition, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Like they're a creature that that will we don't they're not human. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like a mysterious sort of urban legendy creature. Yeah, that's a cryptid. What's the fucking technical definition of a cryptid? I always forget. It's it might be animalistic to be a cryptid. 
Uh, having a meeting, nope, having a meaning that is mysterious or obscure, as in things that are cryptic. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, cryptid is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Whoops. Cryptid. Uh, a creature that is found in stories and that some people believe exists or say they have seen, but that has never been proven to exist. Uh, so yeah, that's a cryptid. Yeah, by definition. That's a fucking cryptid. They're cryptids. Okay. So yeah, so other people say that the kids seem responsive and intellectual. So yeah, the kid. Uh, for instance, kids might beg to come inside to warm up or use the restroom if you tell them that they aren't allowed to use the phone. Now the kids also appear to prefer traveling late at night, despite the fact that they had been busy during the day. Every year around Halloween, they become quite active. Now, like I said, the first mention of the black-eyed children. And- what? How come the internet gets to come up with vampires again and call it a different thing? <laughs> right. Like, they didn't even do anything new. No. <laughs> like, it's too... The only thing they did different is that it's twins now. Yeah. But anime's been doing that since the 80s. Like... We love the cultural bleed, though. We do like cultural bleed a little bit. We do like it. But, like... When it's cool culture. When it's cool. Yeah. Not when it's... That's appropriation. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I accidentally invented cultural appropriation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, when it's, like... When it's, like, a true... You know, like, when it's a cool blending of of cultures and everybody learns something, that's cool. But, like... Fucking, it's, it's kind of, kind of like how Silicon Valley reinvents the bus like every five or six years, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's white people just accidentally reinvent cultural appropriation. <laughs> like now it's called cultural bleed, actually, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing when okay. it's cool, but sometimes it's bad. So only sometimes. Um. <laughs> wow. Uh, can you tell we're 90s kids with that fucking mean girl's ass accent? Um, but yeah, it was Abilene. What the fuck was I just talking about? That that the internet reinvented vampires, basically. Yeah. The, the only thing is now it's twins, so you yep. didn't do anything new. Why? Why? How? But uh, yeah, it was Abilene, Texas was the city that it first appeared. Um, But the legend gained popularity. In- Abilene and gained notoriety on the internet, black-eyed children claims started appearing on paranormal and horror fiction groups, but none of the accounts could be verified with real news sources or police reports because they were all posted anonymously. Despite... What? (laughs) Yeah. Despite the absence of credible witnesses, the rise of new social media sites like Reddit and Quora has contributed to the spread of the children's myth, making many people believe in these terrifying creatures. Now, uh, I have to say racism apparently bleeds into um, black-eyed children as well. See, that's the kind of cultural bleed we don't like. Because there are also a group of creatures known as wide-eyed children. Now, the wide-eyed children resembles Uh-oh. the notorious black-eyed children in several ways, yet they differ greatly from them. In- and they, they mimic black-eyed children's culture to seem cooler. <laughs> uh, I think maybe it might go the other way around, depending <laughs> on how this definition starts. <laughs> they differ greatly from them in other respects as well. In fact, 
some investigators of the paranormal fear, feel that the wide-eyed children are, in fact, the real masters of the black-eyed kids. Wide-eyed oh, children. Okay. Hold up. Wait. Wait. As the resident black voice on the podcast, <laughs> I all I wanted to happen was that Don was about to say, it's essentially the black-eyed children's piece, uh, except that they're, it's instead of pale children with pale hair and dark oh eyes. Oh my god! It's dark the children, black kids, yeah, with <laughs> with, with dark hair and pale eyes. Uh, also, quick side note on that: one of my favorite like fantasy aesthetics for like a mage or a druid or something like that, uh-huh. uh, like an old wizened uh, magic user, uh-huh. is somebody who is like sort of like slightly darker than me, tan, with like. Like like locks that are like white locks yeah. and full white eyes. I think it looks so cool. It's almost like if Will was uh yeah yeah like yeah, older yeah like if, like if like if Duke Ravengard was a wizard instead of a fighter and he had the locks that were like the the not the big long ones yeah. but the, the other long ones uh-huh. like that type of shit the yeah, like yeah. flat against the back of the head yeah, ones yeah, 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 yeah I know you fuckers think you're special the ones that make you look like a librarian somehow and I don't so you're talking and throwing all these names <laughs> out here you know you little fuckers with your little secret little codes and stuff fuck you fuck both of you I'm gonna fucking buy you a Series S and Baldur's Gate three just wait I, I, dead ass like <laughs> it's that good yeah. So the wide-eyed children... Also, you can play it with us. Yeah. Well, internet. So yeah, so the wide-eyed children are known to knock on doors or car windows, much like the black-eyed children encounters. But unlike black-eyed children, who roam in groups, mostly in pairs, the wide-eyed children are said to be solitary and hardly show up in groups while they are communicating with their victims. They are also frequently seen... I was going to say, wherever you see a a, a black-eyed kid, there's... uh, Wherever you see a group of black-eyed kids, there's one white-eyed kid that's, like, standing on the other side of the street calling the police. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. So they but have, I can just see like a <laughs> black eyed kids like, can we come in and borrow your phone? And a white eyed kid across the street hears this just, and just goes, "Do you have a permit?" Like like this on the <laughs> side of the street. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say wherever there's a will, I am, and an apple D, there's a taboo <laughs> on the street. So just passing by. <laughs> So white eyed children are it's starting also, to get real fergalicious in here. <laughs> white eyed children are also frequently seen in remote locations like campers and forests. Unlike the black eyed kids, uh, they can enter a victim's home without authorization, in contrast to their quote relatives. Rather, they would enter abruptly and then look at the witness emotionlessly while remaining still. White-eyed children are strong telepaths who use mind control to communicate another difference with black-eyed children. The witness frequently... I... (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) No, you go ahead, G. You go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm good. No, I'm talking to Don. Oh, okay. 
the witness frequently states that until the wide-eyed children or the wide-eyed child disappears or opens their eyes, they don't feel anything strange about their conversations. A lot of them also say that they saw the kids staring at them days or even weeks. I'm sorry. Until the wide-eyed children open their eyes, there's nothing strange about the conversation. Uh, if a kid walks up to me and starts a conversation with their eyes closed yeah. for a bit and then they open them, that is not the first weird thing that happened in that <laughs> right, sequence yeah. of events. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, So yeah, a lot of people say they saw the kids staring at them days or even weeks after their first meeting. Moreover, people frequently discover handprints on the windows of their cars, suggesting that they were being followed. Now, given that the wide-eyed children were frequently shown coming before the deaths of people the witnesses knew, some have attributed them to being messengers of death. Now, this suggests that they are most likely there to warn of imminent death. So, they're mothmen. But I feel like this could be so cool. Can I do a... Are we... How close are we to the end of the script? That was actually the last sentence, so go for it. Oh, perfect. I'm going to do a fanfic real quick, because... Sick. I think it would be so much cooler if, like, man, if we hadn't have said that the children were pale, I would have been like, this is cool because... Let's 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 take that out of the equation. It's just that the, they have the black eyes and the and the light colored hair so like whatever skin color they can be that if you want whatever um let's take out of the equation that the white-eyed kids are the are the masters maybe they're just a different type okay so if 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 the white-eyed children are like omens or heralds of death that means they're not malevolent so the black eyed children being more active, I think that means they are death. Ah. So like, you know how a lot of cultures will say death has two faces or like in, in North Norse mythology, um, hell has a death face and a beautiful face. Uh-huh. Like, I think maybe that's like the older and the younger kid. The older kid is pushier and more upfront and that's the... That's the kind of off-putting death face. And the younger kid who stands back and is quiet and, and and gives you that feeling of wanting to protect it, that's the beautiful face. That's the, if I were, say, a, raised as a Christian, I might say... Wild. Crazy concept, right? I might say that's the, like, the upfront is the part you're scared of for you and your family. But that kid in the back, that's the end of suffering. If you if you follow me. So like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's still a little bit off putting, but you still feel like that it can't be bad all the way. If like I saw somebody suffer for a long time and then you die and you look peaceful. If you see that happen, you can't think of death as a totally bad thing anymore. It's yeah. just impossible. So, like, what if that's it? What if, I, I just feel like that's my fanfic is what I'm saying. Like, the if the white-eyed kids are the herald of that, then the black-eyed kids come, and you either get the opportunity, you get the option to either shut them out or to let them in and see what happens. And in this fanfic, that means that you should probably let them in. 
you probably should protect that younger kid. What this really is, is this is vampire propaganda. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> One hundo. <It's>, uh, <laughs> this is vampire Fox News is what this is. I'm the vampire Alex Jones right now. It's a fucking Rubens over here like, nah, you should let the vampires in. They'll bring you peace. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> in my fanfic... <laughs> None of these kids are bad. They're just supernatural. This is so fucked because if there's ever a child that comes to my door needing help. Oh, I'm not going to let them in. They're fucked. Oh, hell, I'm also You're black. So screwed, there's no fucking kid. way if a, if a white kid, a pale child comes up to my door. I live alone. Like, <laughs> oh, kid, I've got a, you can sit on the porch right here, right here. Don't move. I'm going to close my shit. Lock it the fuck up. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna call the cops. Like you come get him. Come get him. Kid kid sits down on the thing and then hears eight locks yeah. go into place. Like, yeah, for real. Like plus a mechanical one that doesn't show on the outside. Right. Like, I, like, <laughs> and just a rune becomes active in yeah. the center of the door. Yeah. One hundred percent. Impossible to lockpick. I'm absolutely not gonna I'm not fucking around with that. No. <laughs> hey, there's a strange child on my porch. I think they're lost. You got to come get them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my job. I'm a, I'll am keep the window. I'm like, I've got my blinds up. I'm taking an eye. I'm keeping an eye on them. Ain't nothing dangerous. But like, you got to come get them. I'm not doing it. Something you said reminded me of uh, this true crime story. It was this guy that had kidnapped uh, three women and kept them in his house for years. Well, they kind of, like, got his trust over the years. One of them did. So she was allowed to, like, move around the house even if he wasn't there. And one time she managed to, like, break open part of the door mm -hmm. and yell for help. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was this older black man who was, like, yeah. riding his bike to McDonald's. Yeah. Who managed to get the door the rest of the way open for her to get out of there. And she leapt into his arms. Yeah, I remember this. For safety. And he said in an interview with the news afterwards, as he was like, oh, I really knew there was something wrong when a little white girl came running to a black man for help. Yeah. <laughs> and it went so viral. He, he said it way fucking funnier i can't yeah. remember his exact terminology even, but and it also, was so funny even if he wasn't black he was raggedy looking i'm not yeah. gonna lie oh, like yeah. it was like he looked like he had been in the hood for about 53 years uh-huh and like had not had a good easy life at least yeah and like but like still obviously a very kind man but like right he I mean, that's it's he's it's yeah, like it's not racist to say that someone looks rough because they've lived in the hood for their whole life. Like they can still be a perfectly lovely, nice person. Yeah. Listen, my, like, yeah, don't get don't get it twisted. I think that that just makes you beautiful if you can go through something like that and still be kind yeah. and not become the thing that hurt you. Then I think that you win. Ultimately, I think that's the goal, honestly. But anyway, um, like I'd rather end up raggedy as fuck when I'm old and also kind and nice. Kind first, nice second. Uh, than be pretty and a shithead. Because I've met yeah. both of those people, and I know which ones I prefer to spend my time with. Uh huh. Like it's so. I think I've told you this story too 
uh, one time when I was living in Alabama and I was young, I was a young kid, me and a friend, it was like late. So it was, it was fully dark outside and there were like no street lights. Me and my friend, we had been out riding our skateboards down hills all night and we were walking home and, uh, or back to his house anyway. Mm-hmm. And as we were walking, we were in a neighborhood that we didn't really know. We had taken a shortcut and there's nobody on the streets. Yeah. And as we're walking, we notice there's someone coming the other way and he is on the phone and he is loud. And to two 12 year old boys, this is a very tall, very intimidating looking black man. Yeah. In like the long white t shirt yeah. with the pants down to the knees type of shit. This must have been like 2010. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, or a little earlier than <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe like 2008, even. something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like Maybe that. Maybe just before Obama. And we have nowhere to like cut off of the road or anything, so we're scared shitless because he's on the phone with someone and he is like yelling. Like, oh, no. yeah. Wait, Obama was 2004 in Eight. 2008? No. Uh, this was either right before... Right Eight, after, 12, thank yeah. you. It was either right before or right after Obama was elected. Okay, okay, okay. Um, My brain forgot about the number 12 for a second for some reason. And so me and this friend being too little, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say racist, but not knowing any better raised in Alabama white kids, we were getting pretty scared. But as soon as he got, like, close to us... uh. He yelled, man, you know what? Hold on. Give me a second. And he took the phone away from his ear and he was like, what's up, little dudes? How y'all doing? Y'all out here riding your skateboards? We're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was like, all right, man, y'all have fun. Y'all be safe. Um, And then as soon as he was past us far enough away, he started yelling into the phone again. Yeah. And that was like like a formative moment for me. That's for the audience. That's, uh, that is the... Oh how, oh, how do I? Hmm. Um, that is generational trauma at yeah. work. Yeah. Like, the fact that you are having a conversation a- angrily or boisterous or whatever, like on the phone, on probably the street you live on. Uh huh. But a few little white kids roll up and you absolutely, th- you have to stop whatever emotion you're in. Be friendly to the white kids for long enough to get past them. And then you can continue <laughs> you're, you're your You're saying emotion. we both scared the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... You know what I'm saying? That's that's how it works. Yeah. You know? Like, if I I am a people watcher. That's what I yeah. do. ADHD is a bitch. See, and one of the things I love to do is just look and watch look at people like right it's so fun. that makes perfect sense to me now as a kid you could have explained that to me exactly like that and i would have had no fucking clue what you were talking about i just knew i was scared of the the huge black man he was probably like six foot flat yeah but i was you know whatever like 12 yeah so i was terrified yeah. in a neighborhood that i didn't know we weren't even really sure if we were going the right way anymore because we thought we were taking a shortcut. Yeah. And not to be, and I'm not saying that that's like, 
your your fault or nothing like that. Like, you know, as a kid, yeah. I have been in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. I had white friends. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. They like to go do stupid shit, like walk around neighborhoods at night for no reason, and like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, that's white people culture. That's white people shit right there. <laughs> like if I'm out and I'm black and I'm walking on the street, I have a reason. It might not be a good one, but there's a reason. <laughs> like it could be very innocent. Maybe I forgot toilet paper. I need to go to the 7-Eleven. Like, I don't know. Like, but I have the reason. White kids just like to be out. They just like to be do it. Just be out. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. Walking. Like, there's, there's a hill in this neighborhood over here. We're gonna go down it on our skateboard real yeah. fast. Well, I don't know how to skateboard. Well, you're gonna learn today. Yeah, you, can like, lay, you can lay on it. Yeah, you yeah. You just sit down on it. It's, it's fine. Called, it's like, called a coffin. You just lay on it. Wild and like, but really fun, you know. And like, with the buffer of a few white kids around you, great fun. Yeah. Great fun. I recommend <laughs> it. But like. They better be willing to stick up for you just in case. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I don't know. But like, I get it. That's not like a kid's fault. Anybody walking down the street at night that's an adult is scary as shit when you're 12. I, you know what I mean? Like, that's nerve wracking. You're like, right. they, they know my mom. They're going to tell her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, and you're not even doing nothing. You're just like running down the street, hanging with your buds, yeah. and you're so scared. Right. But like, you know, especially in Alabama, like that's yeah, that's what it means. You know what I mean? To be black. Yeah, and this was in like a real hick town in Alabama too. Like my school had eight black kids. Yeah, and I grew up in Florida, the Alabama of America. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the other it, one. Uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. It's, I say this all the time. I'm going to say it again. If you are not at the beach or in a tourist town in Florida, it is just Alabama. Yeah. it's Florida is literally... Is Alabama swampy? Not really. Yeah. Not where I was, but okay. some parts of it, like um, in southern Alabama, are gotcha. pretty swampy. Yeah, yeah, it touches Florida. Florida is essentially one big swamp that is hotter Alabama. Yeah. With twice with the like, humidity. With like, uh, depending on how you count it, one and a half to two and a half or uh, like Atlantas. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's what it is. You get it. You get like half of an L.A., Plus in Atlanta, if you uh-huh. go to Orlando. Yep. Uh, Miami is just L.A. Yep. And then you get the Keys, which is the Bahamas, but Florida. Yeah. It's its its own whole deal. Yeah, it's the, the Keys, keys man. Yeah, Don't even worry about it. The Keys are the Keys. They might as well not even be America. Anybody who's ever they lived tried. around somewhere that can say island yeah. time, they know. Yeah. They get uh-huh. it. Key West tried to secede but from the Union. We should have let them. Honestly? We should have yeah. let them secede and then made them a territory. Yeah, that's why they're called the Conk Republic. That was what they were going to change their name to. Yeah, that would have been sick. It would have been stupid, but yeah. it would have been fun. Oh, they do not have the economy to support them. No, hell no. They don't. Absolutely not. Not even from the tourism. Yeah, because <laughs> importing shit costs way more. Yeah. And then now you have to import shit from fucking Bay of Honda or whatever? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, guys. So we did. I wanted to do a fun little episode. and We did have some fun with this episode because next week is a good news, bad news situation. The good news is we're going to be uh, doing another final cult down. Uh, yeah, we so are. The bad news is, is it's a really, really bad cult. Uh, next week, uh, re- yeah. possibly the most violent cult. We'll rate it at the end. Yep. Uh, we will be discussing the Ant Hill Kids. Uh, depending on how much Josh has to say, could be one, possibly two episodes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so you have that to look forward to. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Ant Hill Kids, but I'll tell you right now: if you told me it was a punk band, <laughs> oh, I would shit. be like, sick name, yo, so good, Ant Hill Kids. Come on. Oh, it's even sicker when, when there's also a cult with that name. Ah, uh, hmm. That depends on what the cult has been up to. <laughs> it, yeah, it also depends on uh, the the subject matter of the music. Yup. Um, but, but I'm just, be, like, because it's coming at me as a cult name, I'm like, that can't be good. That I feel like for some reason I'm imagining actual anthills and children who's who you can only see their heads above ground and shit. Like nope. he called them the anthill kids because he kept them busy like little worker ants. Yep. That's worse actually somehow. Speaking oh, of speaking of punk names, shut up. Worse. I don't want to. <laughs> did you guys uh, hear the trouble quote unquote that Green Day is in? No, oh, what is Green Day in trouble for? They performed on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, and they performed. I don't know what that is. It's the New Year's Eve show that came on every on New Year's Eve to celebrate the New Year, and they performed live. And they did American Idiot, and there's uh-huh. a line where he says, "I'm not a part of the redneck agenda." Well, Billy Joe Armstrong okay. changed the words to "I'm not a part of the MAGA agenda." And now oh, everybody oh, is yeah, up in yeah. arms saying that Green Day needs to stop being political and and everything else. As like, if hi, the entirety I'm sorry. of American Idiots. That's, dude, you know, you know the who album else? cover was a fucking grenade in a black power fist. Are you fucking with you, me? You, you want to know who else went and got real political recently? Rage real against- recently. This just happened. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They, I just that that old Zach De La Roca. He was never political in his entire life up until just now. Yep. I love. Coincidentally, people. I have never known what he meant by machine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yelling at my toaster and, for sixteen years now. I don't understand why I'm upset with it. And Tom Tom Morello, one of the most apolitical people in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, someone who has never in his life written "Arm the Homeless" with a hammer and sickle on a guitar is now in a politic band. <laughs> Can't believe it. So, normal housekeeping stuff. Hang on, visit us uh, on TikTok. Uh, I actually, we've been posting clips of the show, but I actually have a couple um, non-clip related uh, videos that I plan to produce once I get my car back. Um, and so, yeah, go follow us on TikTok. Uh, trying to get to a thousand uh, followers on that, so we can actually do live um, 
events and actually talk to people. Uh, we have a Discord. We're desperately trying to make that into a community. Um, when people will respond when you ask a question, that's that becomes awesome. And um, <laughs> f- uh, follow us on our typical Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, and go to Podbean and follow us there. Podbean dot or two towns over dot Podbean dot com because uh, I still don't understand their algorithms and we're trying to get followers there to see if it will help boost our algorithms. And Carly I th- just went and did that for us. Yeah. Oh, nice. And yep. I think that's all the housekeeping, unless the boys have something to say. Nah. No. Eh. Let, the, let the black eyed somebody, kids in. Somebody buy my house so I can go to fucking Illinois. Christ. Somebody buy Somebody Ruben's buy my house. fucking house, man. <laughs> I'm keeping it so clean. Your mom needs it's to so just nice do It's so nice in there. What? Two. Do what we Two, did. 275? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mom needs to do what we did and just go to um, opendoor.com. Just see what they'll give. You yeah. Because it's quite possible you might yeah. get more because we got more than we were asking for our house. What is what is open door? Well, it's, you know what? I'll ask this after we're done with the episode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. We love Bye. you. Goodbye.